Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're studying the book of Romans and learning how the power of the gospel impacts every part of our lives. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the podcast, to the episode today that begins in Romans chapter number two. Please excuse the scratchiness of my voice. It was a long weekend, a great weekend, but a long weekend, as many of you pastors understand. Um, I feel great. Just have a little bit of scratchiness today, so uh, bear with me. We are in Romans chapter 2, and wow, what a chapter chapter 1 was to think through the power of the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. It's powerful. It's available to everybody, to everyone that believeth, and it can reveal to us, it can gift it to us the very righteousness of God. Wow, what a what a commodity that is, the gospel. But why do we need the gospel? And that's really the section that we're in right now, because the Apostle Paul said that while the gospel has been revealed, or while the gospel reveals the righteousness of God— that the, the wrath of God is also revealed. And how is the wrath of God revealed? In and through the sinful lives of human beings, ungodliness and unrighteousness, and the kind of ungodliness and unrighteousness that has willingly and knowingly rejected the authority of God. And that kind of ungodliness and unrighteousness that has devolved into the most sordid kinds of behavior and now here we are in chapter number two with an amazing statement. Look, look at verse number one. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. So, well, wait a minute. We, we've been talking about the sinfulness of man and the righteous judgment of God, the wrath of God upon that sin. Who in chapter two and verse one is doing the judging? Well, in chapter 2 and verse 1, the Apostle Paul introduces people that maybe you and I would call holier than thou, or some would call the moralist, uh, those that look at other people's sins and say, wow, they are dirty, rotten, low-down, good-for-nothing sinners. I'm so glad I'm not like them. And they adopt this judgmental holier-than-thou attitude. We, we see that throughout Scripture, especially did Jesus highlight that in his public ministry. I think about the parable of the, the publican and the Pharisee. Remember how the, the publican couldn't even look up to God, said, be merciful to me, a sinner. And yet the Pharisee stood at the street corner and said, I thank thee, God, that I'm not like other men. I'm not like this guy right here. Here's what I do. Here's how I behave. And that's what the moralist always does. He emphasizes his limited obedience and then de-emphasizes or totally ignores all the ways by which he disobeys the law. I remember the parable of the two sons that Jesus gave in Matthew, I think it's chapter 21, somewhere in there, where he talks about the two sons. And the one son that didn't obey his father, 
uh, said no to his father, but then afterward he went and obeyed his father. And then that second son that said yes, sir, to his father, had a great spirit uh, to his father, but never got got around doing what his father told him to do. And Jesus compared that. He said, that first son, that's like the people that you criticize, religious Pharisees. You criticize the harlots and criticize the publicans. And yet they are like that first son. Their lifestyle was one of disobedience to the father, but they saw their sinfulness and they repented and they came to God. And yet you are like that second son where you say all the right things, you quote unquote know all the right things, but you truly aren't obeying the Father, and therefore you are living in sin. So here in chapter 2 and verse 1, we find that there are people that think they have a righteous standing with God when they don't. They think that they're better than other people when they're not. They think that they keep the law and other people don't, which is entirely untrue. So how does the Apostle Paul unpack all of this? We'll look at it again, verse number one. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. Well, last episode, we talked about what some of those things were. Right, The longest list of sins in the Bible is Romans chapter 1, verses 29 through 32. That's a list of really bad things. And then remember, we talked about the extent to which people's minds and behavior had been demoralized. We talked about the homosexuality and, and all of that back in chapter number 1. And yet, the Apostle Paul saying, you religious moralists, you're doing the same things. Now, does that mean that they're doing identical things, that every sin they commit is the exact same sin that the people they're judging commit? No, not necessarily. But what it means is they have sinned against a holy God and against a righteous law, and you have sinned against a holy God and against his righteous law. And so you are in the same boat as they. Why? Because you're judging people for breaking the same law and violating the will of the same God that that you're violating. You're doing the same things. Uh, your judgment is really amounts to a self-condemnation. Well, that's a, that's a stiff thing to say. Well, watch how he expands upon it in verse number two. For we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth, against them which commit such things. Even the moralist would agree to that. Oh, we know that God's judgment is true. We know that God's judgment is deserved upon those that do those wicked, awful things that we talked about in chapter one. We're sure that God has all the facts and God operates according to all the truths and that his judgment is always 100% right. They would agree with all of that. But wait a minute. That means that if I'm a sinner... That means that if I'm doing the same things, then God's judgment is also valid toward me. Oh, that's a holy, that's an entirely different thing, isn't it? Look at verse number three. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things and doest the same, that thou shall escape the judgment of God? So do you think that God has a different rule for you? 
than for them? Do you think the same God that knows the sins of man and is willing to deal with them according to his wrath, we talked about this last chapter, do you think that somehow you're the teacher's pet and that you have some special uh, absolution that you don't, you're not going to be judged even though you've broken the same law, violated the same will of God, you've said no, uh, you've suppressed the same truth and unrighteousness? Do you think that you are going to be treated differently? Not at all. In fact, look at verse number four. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? So where does that come in? Why is that part of the argument here in verse number four, that they were despising? Well, that's a strong word, isn't it? They were despising God's goodness and his forbearance and his long suffering. Uh, in what ways were these moralists, in what ways were these holier than thou's, in what ways were they despising God's goodness and forbearance and long suffering? In this way, be, the fact that they were not being currently judged, the fact that they thought that they were safe, that the fact that they could sit in judgment upon other people, really what was happening was they were falsely assuming that they were okay because after all, God hasn't lightning, lightning bolted me today. Uh, God hasn't judged me today. My life is good and, and I'm religious and I'm a church goer and I worship God and nothing bad's happening to me. Therefore, I'm right. They're wrong. And yet, what did Paul say? Paul said, no, really what's happening is you are despising, you're disesteeming the fact that God is, is not judging you, not because you don't deserve to be judged, but because he's good and he's forbearing, he's putting up with, he's long-suffering. Now, judgment will come. And there is a timeline, a shelf life uh, on the grace that God is extending. But don't think just because you're not being judged for your sinful attitudes and behaviors right now, that that does not mean that judgment is not imminent and that judgment is not assured, for indeed it is. And what's happening is you are taking advantage of this space of grace that God has given you in your life. So what is Paul doing? Paul's really calling out these religious moralists in a double way. Because number one, he said, you're sinning just as they are, the same ways that you're judging them, you're sinning in the same way. And yet you're committing almost a double sin because you're despising God's goodness and his forbearance. And the fact that you're not being currently judged, that's not a measure of your goodness. That's a measure of God's goodness. So you better be very, very careful the attitude you, you take toward God and toward others. Look at verse number five. We're almost done for today. Paul goes on to say, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart, now you're not in the least bit sorry or repentant for your behavior, for your attitudes. You have a hard heart. Uh, you are impervious to these convicting words. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. 
Do you see what you're doing by persisting in your religious Phariseeism? Do you see what you're doing by persisting in your holier-than-thou-ism and thinking that somehow that you measure up to the law of God, you measure up to the expectations of God when others don't, and you have the ability to look down upon others and judge them for breaking the law, and you act as if you've never done that? Well, the Bible says that really just reflects the fact that you have a very hard heart because that same law of God, that same authority, and and uh, the, 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 the same message of God's of of God's, uh, but what's the word I'm looking for here today? You got me baffled. Uh, of God's authority and 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 the fact that we are sinful in front of Him. That same message has been a message that God has sent to you, and you're rejecting it, feeling as if it doesn't apply to you, and you you're hard-hearted, impervious to. After thy hardness and impenitent heart, what you're actually doing is treasuring up unto yourself wrath. Uh, you are just prolonging the judgment that you will receive one day, and your judgment is going to be that much more stacked. Why? Because you refuse to see yourselves. And even the good things that you think you're doing are laced with pride and arrogance and and um, this braggadocia, uh, this total lack of self-awareness. And one day you will stand before that same holy and righteous God. Wow, we better be careful that we don't think that we're somehow immune or uh, exempt from the judgment of God. No, the judgment of God is upon all sinners. You say, well, Pastor Skelly, I'm a Christian. I I know Jesus. Uh, You're talking about judgment. Now, remember, we're, we're making a case. And the case we're making in Romans is that all mankind is under judgment. So that because we are under judgment and we realize that, we have to run to the only remedy uh, for judgment, and that is the righteousness that we can have in Jesus Christ through the gospel. So don't get too far ahead of us right now. Okay, so we're going to stop right there, verse number five, and then we're going to kind of complete this thought next episode and then talk about a little bit more of the self-delusion that religious people have in the ensuing episodes. Hope you'll join us for them. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, take a moment to subscribe or share the podcast with a friend. Until next time, God bless.